Victims of the Christmas Island boat tragedy have been laid to rest in Sydney against a backdrop of political controversy. Eight were buried, 21 of their families were flown to Christmas Island at taxpayers' expense. The little boy who lost everything that day at Christmas Island. Eight-year-old Cena watches as they bury his father, Farad. His mother, Samir, was never found. The smallest coffins held the youngest victims of that tragic wreck. Zara was eight months old. Her mother and brother also died. I saw I lost the three. Uh, we, I, have no, I have nobody left. Sam Al-Husseini was just three months old. His mother, Mariam, also gone. This was grief under guard. Immigration officials watching every move. Another five of the more than 30 victims of the sinking were buried in a Christian service at Rouse Hill. Imagine for a moment in this story that you are Martha, and, and, and like Martha, you have a brother who, who, is, who has died, and, and your, your family's come, your brothers have come, your mom, you come, your dad has come, and they're just, just mourning with you in this funeral, and, and, and around you in this house, helping you do things, you can't get your head around it, and it, it, it is difficult, you know, you're absolutely mourning, you're actually torn apart. And then here comes Jesus strolling into town four days late. Can you, can you hear Mary, or Martha rather? Jesus, where were you? Where were you? If you were here, my brother would still be alive. And you read that verse and you get really confused at Jesus' actions. You think, why didn't Jesus come when he knew that he was sick. Why did he wait two whole days and then take the long journey to Bethlehem, to Bethany just to see Lazarus? You see, you might get from the story that Jesus doesn't care about us, that he's not really compassionate, that he's actually pretty selfish, that he just lets people suffer so then he can swoop in and save the day and show us, see how glorious and amazing I am. And a lot of people think like that, but they don't think, Jesus is, Jesus is not compassionate. He just wants to make me suffer so he can be great, not so I can have a good life. And, and, and we might be thinking that, but here, here's, here's what we might be saying. He said, some tragedies happen, and we cry out to God, say, where were you, Jesus? Why didn't you come and help me? How come you let these people die? Don't you even love them? Don't you even love me? We get in these these conflict battles with Jesus all the time. And we say, is that true? Does Jesus, does Jesus actually do that? Does he just let us suffer so we, he can swoop in and save the day and make himself glorious? Well, here's what Jesus says. This is, this is by far the um, most interesting, most powerful parts of the whole Bible, I think, in this, in this verse here. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was, and, was, and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would have not died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and Jesus who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved, and his spirit was greatly troubled. So he sees her weeping at his feet, screaming and crying and torment. Jesus, where were you? Where were you? If you were here, if you were here... Where were you? And this is what he says, what he does. He 
weeps. He joins with her and cries with her and is, is in pain with her. And then you might get confused. This is saying that Jesus was human just like us, that he had emotions, that he was completely tormented. He was one of his friends and that he just bursts out and is weeping for his friend Lazarus. And then get this. So the Jews saw this and said, see how he loved him. See how he loved him. See how Jesus loves that person. See how he loves Lazarus. He's saying, Martha and Mary and Lazarus, the reason I've spent two days and four days after you is because I love you. I love you so much more than you can think, so much more than you can imagine. And even if you think I'm not doing what you want me to do, I love you so much that I have to do this because I have to show you how much I truly love you. He is not out of control. He doesn't forget about you. He doesn't um, let us suffer because he wants to make himself better glorified. But he tells his disciples this. For your sake, I am glad. I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. He does this because he wants you guys, he wants his disciples, he wants Mary Martha to see and believe. One of the most powerful verses in the Bible says he wept. And then he goes on to say in verse 25, says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me through Though he die, he shall live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. How could anything possibly, how could anything possibly good come from this person dying in the ground, smelling four days, waiting around for them to die, and he shows up just, just in the nick of time after four days, there's no way of possibly saving him. How could anything good come from this man's death, you might say? And and you might think about that same question. Think about the cross. When Jesus was tortured and whipped and scorned and then placed on a cross and nails driven to his hands and he died and he was buried, you might be joining with the disciples singing, what? How could anything possibly ever come out of this man's horrible, horrible death? And we see that later on, three days later, that he rose from the dead, he resurrected. And like in the story of Lazarus, Lazarus dies and he rises him from the dead. He resurrects him from the dead. As a metaphor for that showing later on, it says, like Lazarus, I am the resurrection and I will raise you from the dead like I'm going to raise from the dead when I die. And then if you believe in me, I will take you with me as I rise from the dead. Now, there's three things that we can tell from this story for fact, and three things I want to close with. One, sin causes death. It may be your sin, it may be someone else's sin, but somewhere in the line, sin has entered into the world which causes death. Without sin, we would have probably happily just kept on living. Sin causes death as death has entered into the world, so we will also die. Everybody dies because of sin. You might think, well, that's such a tragedy that they passed away. Reality check. Everybody dies someday. Everybody because of sin. It may not be in their sin. 
may have just been a cancer because of sin, may have been a tragedy from someone else's sin. Everyone dies because of sin, and everyone will be resurrected on the last day. Get this. Everyone will be resurrected on the last day, okay? Now, everyone will also be judged. You didn't think that, did you? You thought only the non-Christians get judged. Everyone will be judged. If you, those who don't put their faith and trust in Jesus will be judged on what they did. You get that? Everyone who didn't put their faith and trust in Jesus will be judged on what they did because their sins have not been forgiven on the cross. Jesus has not taken away their sins. They have not put their faith and trust into the cross to be resurrected. They will be judged on what they did. If you do believe in Jesus, put your faith and trust in him, you'll be judged on what you didn't do with that freedom, that life. Be judged on what you didn't do. Now, God calls us to do two things. Go out and love God and love people. It's two things, you know? Love God, love people. If you do that, you'll be in my will. You will, you will do my will. And he says, if you love God and if you love people, you will go out and make disciples. You just will because if you love people that much, if you love people like Jesus loves Lazarus, you will be weeping every time you see a friend not walk with the Lord. Every time you see a friend who's a Christian not, or sorry, a person who's not a Christian die or pass away, you will weep for them because you want them to know Jesus. You want your family, you want your friends to know him so bad that you can't help but tell them about it because you love him so much and you love God so much, you want them to know about Jesus. And that's what it means to be a disciple of his, that all you want to do is love people. And the best way you can do that is to be sharing your faith, is sharing Jesus to them, because that is how, that's, that's the thing that's going to save them. Ultimately, in the last day, you want your friends to be with you in heaven. You want your friends to be joining with you. I want my family to be joining with me in heaven. I'm constantly thinking, how can I share the gospel with them? How can I share my faith with them? How can I share this person, Jesus, whom I love to them? If I really love them, I would share with them. If I really love God, I would share, because that's what he's called me to do. So do you guys weep for your friends? Do you guys weep for your family? Do you guys weep for those around you who don't know? Because that's what it, that's what, that's what it means. And Jesus is going to say, I am the resurrection. Yes, Lazarus died a physical death, and we will die a physical death too, but not a spiritual death. Everyone is dead spiritually. No matter if you've ever come to church before, if you've been in your church your whole life, if this is your first time ever into a church building, there's one thing that's the same. Every person starts out the same. We're all spiritually dead. It's when we ask Jesus to come into our life that we become spiritually alive and we have been given a new. I want to read you guys this verse from Ezekiel. It says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put it within you. I will remove the heart of stone from you and put in a heart of flesh. And I put my spirit within you. He's going to give us a new life, a new heart, a new mindset, a new identity. He's going to give you a new life because he is the resurrection who raises and makes all things new. So do you love God and do you love people? Because this is my heart for you guys, that we as, as a youth group would be loving God, would be fueled by truth, and it'll be shining in love, sending out shining love. That is you guys loving people and loving God 
spreading the gospel and spreading the truth. Um, I'm just going to close now, and I want, can I just get the worship guys to come back up again? I'm just going to close, and I want you to say, to, just to think about this just for a, for a little second. Um, if you just guys want to pray with me, you don't have to be Christian. You know, maybe you are a Christian. If you just want to close your eyes, just pray with me um, just for, for a little bit. That'd be great. God, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for just this, this tragedy explained in the Bible. Lord, it's so great being able to step each step through the Bible to look at each story. And Lord, I normally, normally never would look at a passage like this. It's so hard and so difficult. That's so sad to see a friend die. Um, but I'm just thankful that we get to, to tackle this, um, this difficult word here tonight and that you would um, continue to challenge people on it. Um, Lord, I pray if there's anyone in this room tonight, Lord, who doesn't know you, that wants to know you, that wants to strive after you, that you would just work in their hearts right now, that they would just be desiring to, to want to want to understand, to want to want to know who you are. And God, you just thank you for those people. And, and if you were in this room, and it, just with the eyes closed, can, if, if that's you, can you just just show your hand, say, you know what, I don't know who Jesus is, I kind of want to know him, I don't really understand how to do this, but I kind of want to want to know who he is. If that's you, just, just put your hand up. That's awesome, thank you. Anyone else? Awesome, thank you. You have three more seconds. Two. One. Well, I just wanted to give another challenge. Just, just keep your eyes closed. If you are just feeling convicted today that maybe you're not really loving God, maybe you're just loving yourself and, and your, your, your religion, your own kind of perfect world, and there's something inside of you that's saying, actually, I, I don't want to be stuck in this bubble of just going through life. I actually want to love God and know what it's like to love God and love people and understand what it's like to love people and to share my faith with them and share Jesus with them. If you're feeling challenged with that today and you want just to throw your hand up as well, I just want to see who, who, who is working in their lives. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? You just feel like God is just telling you, to, you know, I want to, I want to wake you up. I want to give you a new life and, and send you out. Shine you in love. Okay. Amen. You guys can open up your eyes. I just want to invite you guys. We're just going to sing in response. If you guys at all have raised your hand anywhere in here, I know there was about a half dozen or more, at least a dozen. Can you guys just make your way to a leader and just say, can you pray for me? Or if the leader, if you saw that person, can you just say, what can I pray with you about just as we kind of have this time to close? And I know some of you guys don't want to sing. That's okay. Um, but if you guys respect, just be, just be quiet and just be still and let other people just experience God. Maybe you just, just close your eyes. Maybe you just want to see the words. Maybe you just want to just enjoy the music, whatever it is. If you guys want to stand, this is a new song that we're introducing today. Um, you guys know the words now. So I encourage you just to sing it. And as you sing it, you want to sing it from your heart. You want to sing it that you love God and you want to love people. And it's just allow God to kind of speak through your life as we kind of sing these um, couple songs before we close tonight. Cool. Thanks, guys.
can. And if you want to still just stick around and just talk to someone about it, the leaders will kind of just be around chilling, hanging out here for you. So I just really encourage you guys to take the opportunity. If you did, kind of stick your hand up. You know, I want to know what it is like to to know Jesus. And I I don't even understand how to do that. You know, will you help me? Um, I just encourage you guys to stick around and do that, even if you didn't raise your hand. Um, for those who want to go out to supper, feel free just to come make your way out the door, and there'll be some supper out there. And just feel free hanging out and enjoying time chilling together. Cool. Thanks, guys.